Well, it seems like another politician is in trouble. He didn't know he was doing wrong, so he says. Nobody really believes him, right? But another politician got in trouble. How surprising is that? Oh, you guys be nice now. It should be a little surprising. These are people, right? But another politician has gotten in trouble. Mayor Mike Winder of West Valley City in Utah got in trouble a few weeks ago. You see, he he loved his town that he serves, and he's probably been a part of his town for quite a while. And he noticed that every time he picked up the newspaper, all he saw, the only thing that he saw, the only stories he read, were these stories that talked about everything bad that was happening in his community. He would read about this and how bad this is and this happened here, and he got tired of it, and he started writing stories about the good news that was happening in his community under an assumed name. He didn't want, to re- he didn't want people to relate the stories to himself. He wanted people to just read the stories for what they were. Eventually, a few weeks ago, he came out and he told everybody that he's writing the stories and people weren't all too happy with him. And you can decide whether you think it was a good idea or not to write under a pseudo name. The the paper didn't like it too much. They weren't impressed. They say it's against their policy. But you can make your judgment call on that. But at the point, at the heart of his experience, I think, that we can take from today is that we want to hear good news, don't we? See, we don't want the doctor to call again with more bad news, do we? We don't want to go to the principal's office and hear more bad news about our children. We don't want to turn on the TV or open up the newspaper or get online anymore to read more bad news. We don't want our boss to come in one day with bad news. We're tired of bad news. Bad news is everywhere around us. We don't want more bad news. We want good news. But the reality is the bad news is always there, is it not? And bad news doesn't care how old you are. Bad news doesn't care where you come from or how much you have in your 401k or don't have. Bad news comes and wants everybody. That makes sense? Well, today we have just read from Mark's account of the gospel, the very uh, opening words of Mark's gospel. And just as a side note, in the church year, we remember we said we said we had uh, Uh, church new year a few weeks ago and over the course of the year we'll be reading a lot from mark i'll give give somebody a lot of candy if you can remember who we read last year anybody matthew sound familiar we read a lot from matthew and over the next year we're going to read a lot from the gospel of mark and something we we understand about mark's gospel is that is commonly uh, believed is that the centerpiece in history of mark's gospel is a destruction of the temple in Jerusalem in the year 70 A.D. Now, that may not sound like a whole lot of anything to you. It may sound like some boring history, but understand this. When the temple was destroyed in 70 A.D., it was a traumatic event for, for many of God's people. It was something that tore them apart, tore their community apart. It was something that tore their faith apart. In a very basic level, even kind of lame to say, you might suggest that it was very bad news. 
So considering that bad news, I want you to hear again the opening lines of Mark's account of the gospel. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The beginning of the good news, or as is traditionally translated, the gospel. What we understand about this beginning of the good news is that it is tied to so much of what God has already been doing before. As you read and you hear the beginning of the good news, you realize the beginning didn't start when you began reading. The beginning has been going on for quite a while. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, and then immediately, what's the first thing Mark does? He quotes from the prophet Isaiah part of, and Malachi, part of what we read together, what Patty read from Isaiah 40. And then there's this guy, John the Baptist. He's preaching about forgiveness, something very important to other uh, Old Testament prophets. And then, you know, he got his probably got crazy hair and he's got his wild dress and his crazy diet. That isn't just to talk about how weird he is. It's to connect him to another very important person in the faith. Isaiah, excuse me, uh, um, Elijah. There it is. It's reminding the people of something that God has already done. The fact that they're all meeting in the wilderness. The wilderness experience is something very important to the life of the people of God. And all of these things are coming together so that Mark can say, here is the beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And what we realize is that the beginning of the gospel is tied to the faithfulness of God throughout history. God's grace has always been working. Y'all with me? So if you're tired of hearing bad news and you want some good news, a good place to begin is with God. Because God is in the business of telling good news. Comfort, oh comfort, God says in Isaiah. What kind of message is that? Well, if you're a broken people, if you're a lost people, if you feel like you've been abandoned... That's very good news if God tells you comfort, oh, comfort my people. So if you want to hear good news, a good place to begin is with God. When we feel like we've had enough bad news, we can think about how faithful God has been. Had God been faithful? Then start there. Has God healed before? Then start there. Has God been good? Then start there. Has God delivered? Then start there. Has God restored? Has God forgiven? Has God shown mercy? Has God done all these things? Then start there, friends, because that is good news. Amen? Thank you. Now, we want to hear good news. Lord knows we need to hear good news. But who's going to tell the good news? Who's going to tell us the good news? Of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. See, I don't know why God couldn't just show up. Why Jesus did, couldn't, didn't one day appear and say, here I am, y'all. Apparently, it was important to have somebody come before him to pave the way, if you will. Clear the way. Have things ready. We all love this Christmas story, don't we? Baby Jesus, right? Meek and mild, probably never cried or made a mess or anything, right? How many babies you had, right? 
But we love this Christmas baby story. And what's really interesting is that we have four Gospels, right? Go ahead. Tell me what our four Gospels are. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Two of them talk about the pretty Christmas Jesus story, right? All four of them talk about John the Baptist. Now, that's interesting because I think it shows us and reminds us that this idea of someone coming to prepare the way seems pretty important to God. Someone who can clear the air and let everyone know what needs to happen to be ready for God to come. For, the person in, for, for Jesus' time, it was the person of John the Baptist, that crazy wild-haired guy who's having the pool party, right? The reality is, for us today, I think it is still important for people to prepare the way for the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to be told. Because in the midst of all the bad news at home and in our world, we need to hear, we want to hear good news. And friends, we need people who will tell us, remind us, and show us the good news. We need some more John the Baptist or John the Methodist or whatever your name is, whatever you want to call yourself. We need people who can show the good news of Jesus Christ the same way that John the Baptist did. I don't mean you have to go dress all crazy or don't fix your hair one day, but you have to be willing to be obedient to the call of God and show people the good news. Tell people the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Y'all with me? Now, don't get me wrong. We all want to hear good news. We don't want any more bad news, but sometimes the messenger... The messenger gets shot, doesn't he? John the Baptist was beheaded. Jesus was crucified. Hello. And that mayor, boy, he got it bad when people found out what he was doing. And I don't know how much the mayor's act was connected to his faith or anything, but I do know this. He was tired of hearing bad news after bad news after bad news, and he decided to do something about it. Friends, are you tired of hearing bad news? Then do something about it. If you're tired of hearing about the bad news at our schools, go volunteer. If you're tired about hearing the bad news in our communities, then stand up and say something or do something. If you're tired of the bad news that always seems to be in your family, pray. Do something. Start new traditions. Make God more important. Do something about it, friends, because... The good news has already been given to us. We will experience once again the good news when we come up here to receive Holy Communion. The good news is that Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Amen? Amen. What do we do with the good news? How do we prepare the way of the Lord with the good news that God has given us? Quite often what we do, friends, is we focus on the bad news, don't we? That's why the newspapers always put the bad news in. As much as we don't want to hear it, we just have to read it, don't we? We just have to know about it. But friends, my mom used to listen to a song. I never understood it until I came to my own understanding of faith. The good news is the bad news is wrong. 
We've been given good news. Amen? What do we do with the good news? How can we prepare the way of the Lord in our families? How can we prepare the way of the Lord at work or in our schools or in our communities? How can we prepare the way of the Lord here in our very church? That is, friends, what we are called to do. So do not let the bad news of your day take away the good news that God has given us. Has God given you good news? Then prepare the way of the Lord with it. Amen? Amen. Yeah, amen.